0: Love Talk Radio.
1: you
2: talk.
3: Dot com, the best in the pro wrestling talk. And we want to hear from you. 347-838-9815. Just remember, there's so many ways to be a part of the show. Uh, Show.com. Obviously, check that out. Check out our blogs over there. Uh, facebook.com slash TheKenReedyShow. And at TheKenReedyShow on Twitter. We're all over the place giving you the best in pro wrestling talk. But, you know, we want to hear from you. So give us a call. Uh, tonight again, three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. And as always, my tag team partner Dave is on the line. Dave, how you doing?
0: I'm doing wonderful. Let's get this show on the road.
3: Yeah, I don't know if it's possible, but and that's why we need callers tonight. Because, uh, yeah, you know the cold that Mike had, that somehow through the phone he gave to you, somehow through the microphones and phones it's made its way to me
1: oh so, my goodness so i
3: don't know we'll see how long uh the voice holds up i'm hoping we get through the whole show but uh yeah i've been hurting the past couple of days so let's let's get this going you know this tonight we got a jam-packed show just so you guys know we got a big premiere uh we've talked about it before but uh Yours truly will be doing some commentary on the new NWA On Fire TV show premiering this Friday, so we're going to be a little bit NWA heavy tonight. We got uh, two NWA stars who are going to be battling it out. We'll be calling in uh, Biggie Biggs and Bad Boy Danny Pagan will be giving us a call, letting us know uh, what they're all about. And we kind of want to, you know, give them to your, you fans and let them know what these these stars had to offer and have to offer when they get in the ring. So uh, they'll be calling in. As well as uh, the next in line in the lineage of, you know, one of the uh, foremost families in professional wrestling, the Savoldis. Mario Savoldi Jr. will be giving us a call as well. So we're going to be talking NWA. We'll hit some indies. We'll hit some H.O.H. But of course, we will hit WWE and T.N.A. So it's going to be a it's going to be a mixed bag tonight. But stay with us. And if you want to, you know what? If you don't like what we're talking about at a given time. You know the number, 347-838-9815 is a number to call. You can call in and tell us to shut up and say, I want to talk about this. And by all means, we'll give you the floor, and you can talk about what you want to talk about. But right now, we're going to go out to the calls because we have a very special caller coming in. I think this is going to be a major announcement for the Ken Reedy Show uh, Maybe the biggest since the show has started. So, uh, without further ado, we'll change it up a bit, go right out to the phones, and, uh, caller, are you there?
4: Yes, yeah, Ken Reedy?
3: This is Ken Reedy, yes.
4: Ken Reedy, you know who this is?
3: Is this Bobby America?
4: This is Bobby America, the one and only of The Gun Show. You know I am a true world hero, Ken. And, and you know what? I listen to your show every week. I may not call in, but I listen. And you know what? You are a true world hero. And, and I have some things to say, but if there's anything you want to uh, say before I have to say what I have to say?
3: No, you know, I mean, I, I'm, thank you for, for supporting the show and listening. Uh, I know that, you know, to have someone like you call, a, a, you know, you're on the gun show, a true uh, American hero. Uh, to call in and be a part of the show. I mean, I, I'm honored that you're on the line. So, uh, without further ado, let us know, Jeff. Okay. say.
4: I got something to say. I, you know, I watched that ridiculous political debate the other day between Romney and Obama, or whatever their names are. You know, they're bunch of they're both babbling idiots. They're a bunch of millionaires who have banks and gas companies in their pockets, and they don't represent the true people. And I know your show. You reach out to all kinds of calls. You accept everybody, no matter what they have to say. And you know what, that's what America is all about. Not about these phony politicians who are millionaires and just want to bankroll their pockets and steal from the American people or whatever they want to do. Gas prices, almost $4 a gallon, that's ridiculous. And you know what, I'm going public tonight. I want you, Ken Reedy, to step up. I want you to become the next president of the United States. You know why? Because you're real. You're about the real people, and you're not a millionaire. You don't need it. But you know what? You let people say what they want to say. You have the utmost integrity, which I question about both of them, you know, because one guy's got bank accounts in some other country, and the other one, I'm not sure he knows what he's talking about. You're a great public speaker. You have a strong following. You know what, Ken? You are the backbone of this country. You may not agree with me, but I know I'm a true hero, and the fact that I say – Every time there is a motion picture premiere of a superhero, you give everybody their day off to promote people to go to the movies, put money back in the economy. That's what you're all about. And gas, I know you'll bring it back to $2 a gallon because they're not in your pocket. You're always presenting goodwill and charity stuff. You are real, Ken, and I'm going to write you in for president, and I'm starting tonight. I want Ken Reedy for president of the United States.
3: Wow, so this is an official nomination for a presidency from the one and only Bobby America?
4: Yes, it is. I'm going to write you in. I'm going to make posters. And I think every caller, when they call in tonight, should give us their recommendation that they want you, to written in. Okay? If we don't win this time, we're going to put ourselves on the map. And Ken, they're going to know who Ken Reedy is. And they're going to know he's real. And he's for the real people of this country. He's not a fake. He's not a millionaire. He's a hard worker. And you know what? Nobody's handing anything to him.
3: Wow, I'm, I'm honored. And uh, um, on, on behalf of, of the show, and, and you know what? Let's, why don't we make it official here, and, and we'll bring Dave in as my running mate. And uh, Bobby, I accept your nomination for the presidency of the United States.
4: Well, I will be proud to do anything I can. You know, I'm a world hero. I'm a superhero. I've saved the world numerous times. I will be out there pushing and promoting for you. And I think Dave is a perfect choice for Vice President of the United States. I think you two will straighten this place out because right now, this is a goddamn mess.
3: You know, and I appreciate it. I'm honored. And you know what, Bobby? I'm, I'm just thinking, if elected, you know, maybe Secretary of Defense or something, would you be interested in a, in a spot in the Cabinet?
4: I would be interested in anything you want to talk to me about, uh, Ken. You just keep that thug barbarian out of everything because he's no good. He, he, he's no good. He, but I would definitely be interested and honored in serving in any way you think. But right now, my goal, besides saving the world, is to get you to presidency. And I urge everybody on this show to call in and tell everybody they're going to write in Ken Reedy. And you know what? At least they're going to know who you are in Washington.
3: Amen. You know what? Bobby America, honored and privileged. Thank you for the call. And like I said, I will accept the nomination for presidency. Thank you.
4: Okay. I will email you privately. We're going to get this campaign started.
3: Sounds good. Talk to you soon.
4: Good night and good luck and God bless you because you are America.
3: Thank you. And, uh, you know, just, I mean, honored to be uh, nominated by Bobby America. Not really sure what party we'll be running under, uh, but. We'll be running a a presidential campaign, and uh, it is important to remember the things that are important in this country. And as Bobby America said, we will, if elected, get the day off on the day after comic book movie openings. So people can go to the movies.
1: And this will be, as
3: I cross lines, as I bring both sides together, this will be for Marvel and DC movies. And there was a time a few weeks ago where I went to buy a Hulk Hogan DVD, and I wanted to buy a comic book. I had $23 in my pocket. The comic book was $5. The Hulk Hogan DVD was $20. I decided I could not afford the comic book, so I just bought the DVD. And that, my friends, is the sound economic thinking that I will bring to the White House if elected. I will only spend what I have in my pocket. The birthdays of one Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair will be national holidays. We will fund the economy by, if parents bring infants into R-rated films, those parents will be fined one, no less than $1.2 million. Those fines will help to stimulate the economy. And, going forward, will help to quiet down movie theaters. Honey Boo Boo will be illegal. And these are just a couple of things Couple of stances I have on the issues and coming you know in the upcoming weeks I will state my case on other of the major, major issues affecting this country, but I feel that it is time that we need another option. The Republicans and Democrats are not getting it done. And I am the true voice of the voiceless. I am proud to be your presidential candidate. And we have a little over a month of campaigning. Let's get it started. And like I said, my running mate, Dave, he's on the ticket. Dave, you have anything you'd like to say to the American people?
0: Yeah, yes, as a matter of fact, you know, I, I, I wanted to mention earlier that, you know, if we get elected as as, you know, president and vice president of the United States of America, we're not gonna forget about the wrestling fans here on the Ken Reedy show. First and foremost, it is going to be my public duty to make sure that all wrestling fans find a way to get laid. Okay? Because the wrestling fans out there that wear their championship belts in public at non-wrestling events are the reason why wrestling fans like myself have a hard time finding a nice woman. So I will make it a duty to come up with some good strategic laws and some ideas to make sure that wrestling is cool again and, Everybody that follows the Ken Reedy show, that listens to our show, you will all be a part of that movement. That'll be my first order of business. And I have plenty more that I will reveal in the coming weeks heading towards the campaign.
3: Amen. That is that is good uh good sound stuff. You know what? I mean that and that's just it. If elected, you know, I don't play golf. I don't. So whereas the the you know, presidents they take breaks and they take vacations or whatever, and they, may, they play golf or whatever. This is going to be our break doing the, the show. So we're not going to alienate our fans. We'll get elected. We'll solve the world's problems all week. We'll make everything better for everybody. We'll fix the economy. We'll end all war. We'll do all that stuff during the week. Sunday night, we will be right back here to talk about pro wrestling. With pro wrestling fans, because we, we promise. That's one thing. Don't fear. We will not alienate our, our friends and fans that are listening to the show. We'll keep this show going because you guys have given us the platform for this, this major run uh, at the White House. So we're going to keep talking wrestling. Um, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, and speaking of which, this week was an interesting uh, week in the world of professional wrestling. You catch that, man? That's we call in the business a segue. Yeah. Good stuff. Segway, yeah, into a, uh, you know, Ryback, man. Uh, you know, it's interesting because there's all sorts of stuff floating around. Uh, you know, it seemed like you know we were in agreement in the pre-show meetings that uh, if we're gonna lead with something, you got to kind of lead with Ryback because he's he's pretty uh over right now, as they say in the biz. Uh lots of rumors floating, uh WrestleMania rumors floating around. Uh he's over big time. Uh you know, I don't know how long term I see him uh as a star, but uh it, it's working now. Your your thoughts on one Mr. Ryback,
1: Dave. Um
0: I mean I, I still really don't have a thought on it because the way that he they've that they have portrayed him and the CM Punk situation on television, you don't know where it's going to go. Um, uh, Obviously, they want to lead to a showdown. I've been hearing rumors that they don't want to have that official match until maybe November, December, um, between the two, but that all hinges on one John Cena and what's going to happen with him and if he's going to compete at the pay-per-view. They really haven't. They really it doesn't seem like they have a set destination for it but to to Ryback's benefit it certainly helped him tremendously when he came out and basically stuck up for JR in Jim Ross's hometown he got probably one of the biggest pops he's ever gotten um as far as the uh the Undertaker rumors um you know it's just a rumor so take it for what it is you know some fans may like it some fans may not I'm not really a big fan of it. I'd like to see him go through a lot more people, more credible guys before he gets to a spot like that with Undertaker. But it's something different too that I like more than anything is the fact that they're putting this newer guy in a position to look really strong against the top heel in the company. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, ryback can capitalize on uh this popularity and, and uh going forward and maybe he'll be one of the future uh top WWE superstars in, in the business
3: yeah i like it i mean i like what they're doing with him now but it's funny and we've talked about this before in the past you know that that you know in years past there there were very popular uh mid card guys you know guys that were firmly in the mid card but they were they were over um I don't know if, like, just because Ryback's getting huge pops, does that, does not mean he's ready to be a, a main event guy. Um, maybe he is. I don't see him that way. I see him as a real, real entertaining alternative. Someone who, throw him slap dab in the middle of any pay-per-view or uh, Monday Night Raw or something, and and do some ridiculous feat of strength and kick the hell out of someone, and it's entertaining. Um, you know, if you look at uh, wrestling, I mean, some people have made the analogy of of wrestling is kind of like a traveling circus. Well, he's your strongman. Um, I like that. I, I don't know. I mean, the one thing like you bring up a good you know point with the Undertaker, and I don't like that at all. Uh, first of all, that means if we're if you're going to do, now we're not talking. Undertaker versus Ryback. We're talking streak versus streak. That was where the rumor started. I don't know who started. It wasn't us. Not our fault. Um, who knows? Maybe the WWE floated the rumor out there to see what people thought about it. Uh, if if it's streak versus streak, then that means we got to keep Ryback undefeated until WrestleMania. Um, I, I don't. I don't know how interesting you can keep it. Um, how many people can he go through? How many quote-unquote jobbers can he go through? Um, so I, that's one thing. To keep him interesting and undefeated until WrestleMania uh, would be difficult. Um, you know, the other thing, I mean, I, I just, I, I, I don't know. I, I just don't see him reaching that kind of main event status. I, I love what he's doing now. And it's definitely uh, great short-term um, and the crowd has really gotten into him I mean I, I didn't think they would I mean the crowd was chanting Goldberg And almost making fun of him And somewhere along the line um, It turned and the crowd just got into him I thought what what happened on Monday night Was brilliance And some of the You know and again it's it's like wrestling 101 uh, You want to really put a guy over uh, Put him against your top heel And uh, you know throw a victim like jr into the mix i mean i thought that whole sequence was absolutely perfect i don't think you could have scripted that any better i, I thought everyone involved did a, did a good job um it was well done um i'm curious i started thinking about this and, and who knows if the you know if they go streak versus streak or will they'll go but here's a thought and this is just me spitballing. And I'm kind of curious, Dave, what, what do you think about this? If, to give him like a little bit more longevity, to kind of switch it up a little bit, what if this whole thing going on right now, and the posturing, and let's let's face it, you know, Ryback hasn't put his hands on Punk. He hasn't beaten him up. He's just kind of showed up. What if somewhere along the line we find out it was all a reason? And they're in it together. And we have a Ryback heel turn. And kind of a faction where he's the muscle, Heyman's the the brains, and uh, you got uh, Punk is, is the champ. And you have this this small little faction that just, uh, you know, anytime anything gets a little heated, Ryback kills somebody, and, and uh, Heyman's just the brains of, of the outfit. Um, you know, I, I to me, like, when I, I... just. Came, like thought of this the other day. I was like, you know, they could give Ryback uh, a little longer, and if Heyman is Ryback's mouthpiece, that's phenomenal. And it could lead to down the road a piece, depending on where they go and what his schedule is, a Ryback versus Lesnar, which could be an interesting brawl. Um, and it's weird because you could go either way with Lesnar. You could have Lesnar come back and try and do a face turn, and he's just pissed at Heyman, like, why'd you bring this guy in? You know, I'm your guy. Or, when Lesnar comes back, they really have no use for him, or Lesnar comes back, and there's ego being bruised, so you turn Ryback back face. I mean, there's there's a couple ways you can go with it, but I just kind of was like, you know, maybe turning Ryback heel eventually, and allying himself with this little group, uh, could be something interesting. Again, I I'm I'm just speculating, and I don't think they're going to do it, but Uh, What do you think of of that potential storyline?
0: Well, to put Ryback with Punk and Heyman, Lesnar would have to be out of the equation. Because in my personal opinion, I don't think any WWE fan believes that Lesnar is truly gone from that tout that he made um, after SummerSlam, after defeating Triple H. Especially after he said that he accomplished everything he needed to accomplish. He only wrestled twice. He lost the first time to Cena, and then he beat the crap out of Triple H. He didn't even win the belt, so I don't think fans believe that. And Lesnar would have – Lesnar's going to come back. It's, it's, you know, it's widely known that he signed a deal for a year. He's got a rather large deal, so he's not going anywhere. I don't think a Ryback association with the two of them would would be happening with Lesnar around, unless – they wanted to turn Lesnar babyface. And Lesnar, the only, the only point of putting Lesnar together with Heyman was to draw more heat and the fact that he can't talk. and So he needed Heyman to be his mouthpiece. And plus, the two of them together worked. The two of them separate. People didn't really believe that. So I don't think we will we will see that. As far as the Undertaker thing, like, I do agree with you. I'm not a huge fan of it. And I also think, too, that the company... It, for somebody to go in and wrestle The Undertaker for the streak, they would want somebody that is a seasoned veteran, more experienced, that can have a good match with Undertaker at WrestleMania. And if they even thought of the possibility of ending that streak, it would be with uh, uh, somebody who is who can handle that kind of notoriety and pressure. Somebody who's been in the main event scene for quite a while, Because you never know if Ryback is going to fall flat on his face down the line if they were to decide to put him and Undertaker together. And then they could say to themselves, oh, damn, we gave it to that person? Like, really? Like, we could have given it to somebody else, you know? So I think where Ryback is right now is good. Um and I think it should stay that way for quite a while unless something changes. The Feed Me More chants, you know, that's, that, that it's good that those are overpowering over the Goldberg chants now. It gives him m- much more of an identity. What I do find funny is, I know it might be a little off topic, but when Ryback comes out, you notice his entrance, you know, the people are chanting Feed Me More. they get the, the 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 Feed Me More in the background of his music, and then when he hits the pyro and they get the close-up of his eyes, His eyes are always bloodshot red. So when he's saying feed me more and his eyes are bloodshot red, is this guy like a a closet stoner? I mean, (laughs) 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 I don't know with him. But where Ryback is now, I think that's where he should stay. And then if they they were to do a Ryback-CM Punk match, I wouldn't put it on pay-per-view. I'd put it on TV to see how well it does because – uh, unless uh, unless the ratings are, like, through the roof during those segments that could lead to a pay-per-view match. I mean, I, I don't see anything really, uh, you know, consistent as far as the ratings go with, with Ryback that, you know, they're gaining more viewers during his segment, so.
3: Yeah, I agree. I'm curious what you think is, you know, there's a lot of talk, you know, uh, and, and he covered it well, and I thought, you know, again, I obviously, for, for uh, very selfish reasons, I'm paying a lot more attention to commentary, Um I thought that uh Michael Cole and uh J.R. did a great job at uh, covering when Ryback was unable to get uh Lord Tensei up on uh, uh at Raw on Monday night. Uh he obviously got him up uh SmackDown the Friday before, what uh but you know, uh as they say he just he couldn't get it up. So uh, <laughs> I thought the, the commentating was, was good. Uh, you know, to cover it And, uh, you know, I thought Ryback did a good job You know, just, you know, jumping right to the clothesline And then getting the pin Now you hear all the rumors circulating That, uh, you know, Lord Tensai, as they say, sandbagged him uh, I mean, he didn't help him go up uh, A couple of things you hear uh, Again, these are all internet rumors So who the hell knows uh, One of the things he heard was uh the, uh, WWE, Vince McMahon, Triple H, uh, whoever the powers that be would, uh, tell a Lord Tensei to do something like that, um, to see how Ryback gets himself out of trouble, uh, to see if he panics or if he, you know, plays it off and, and does something else. Uh, you, hear, you also heard reports that wasn't the case and that, that, uh, people in the back were really pissed that, uh, Ryback was unable to, uh, Pull off his finisher in the match. Um, interesting stuff. I mean, I you know I think everyone all but forgot about that by the time Raw ended because the segment with Jr was so good. Uh, I watched both matches a few times. In fact, I was sitting here. I got a a nice new Mac with a, a large screen, and I had both matches side by side, and I watched both. Uh, you know both finishers side by side. Um, slight differences. I, I really, I couldn't tell enough to say Lord Tensai was definitely sandbagging him. I, I maybe he was. I mean, I thought like the the one on Raw it looked like maybe he was shifting his weight back, but maybe it was tough for me to say. Yeah, he definitely was sandbagging him. Um, I was I was wondering what what your thoughts were on on him missing his finisher.
4: I
0: don't think there was any kind of sandbagging going on. I don't think that there was any you know talk with Vince or Triple H or whoever telling Lord Lord Tensai to do that. Um, here are a couple of things that you know state my my opinion on that. Um, one, Tensai has been is the biggest wrestler that Ryback has wrestled against since he's been on the regular roster. Um, he's faced a lot of smaller guys, guys he could toss around easily. Uh, Tensai is not one of those guys where you could just pick him up and toss him around easily. So maybe with the inexperience of Ryback um, that, you know, he was so used to picking up these other guys and tossing them around that he just kind of got a, a little ahead of himself and, you know, thought he could pick up Tensai as easily as he did others, but just couldn't. The other thing too is, you know, when you made the mention that he might have looked like might have looked like he shifted his weight. Um, you know, Ryback is not a seasoned veteran. He's basically a product of the WWE's developmental system and didn't really have any prior wrestling experience. If you really want me to go back into the history books, Ryback was on the Million Dollar Tough Enough that was on SmackDown about eight years ago with. The Miz, and uh, the winner, Daniel Pewter. Um, So he had no wrestling experience before that. Um, With Tensai and Ryback being in in the match together, I would assume that Tensai was probably taking the lead, sort of falling the spots, if you will. And with an inexperienced guy, somebody taking the lead, you kind of got to do more of the work. And being as big as Tensai is, maybe he just, you know, got a little winded and you know, the the timing was wrong. I don't really I don't really equate it to, you know, anything more than that. Um but I don't see it as for Ryback's sake being a reason to de push him if that's what they were going to do because he was in a segment of, you know, later on the night with uh with uh JR and CM Punk. So uh that, that that that's my take
3: on it. Yeah, I mean I kind of agree with you. I mean, it, it's so tough and when you're lifting that, I mean, you know I've talked before. I mean, I've done powerlifting competitions and you know, it it's amazing when you're lifting weight like that. And live weight is a lot, you know, I've done weightlifting competitions. Live weight is a lot tougher to lift than than lifting weights. Um you know, it's it, so many things Like your footwork is slightly off Something, you know Maybe Lord Size weight did shit But it wasn't on purpose But it just was, you know What was happening at the time I mean, I remember last year I did a competition And the, the last practice I had My last practice run I could not lift More than 290 We got to 290 And I, I, I couldn't I couldn't get it off my chest 2 weeks later with no training I, I was in the competition and I lifted 315 I, I can't I, I don't know why um it's just sometimes you know you, you you get adrenaline one night and not the other um your your footwork happens to be better you I mean you're focused more or less at a given time I mean who knows I mean we've only seen two uh you know one one night he uh, Ryback wasn't able to get it one night he did who knows? I mean, maybe it is just too much weight for him. Maybe, you know, if he did it a hundred times, ninety-nine times he'd miss. We just happen to see on SmackDown he actually got it. Uh, or maybe it's the exact opposite. He just had a bad night on Raw. Uh, it's a lot of lot of mass to be lifting up, and uh, I don't know. It's fun speculation, and you, you see things circulating around the internet, and. Uh, You know, uh, it's fun fodder for conversation, but uh, to me, I I kind of agree with you. I think it's like much ado about nothing, and, uh, you know, he he just had a bad night, and he covered it well, and he's still over, and I don't think it really hurt him one bit. But now we're going to go out, and again, we have some guys on hold, and I'm asking you, please be patient. We got a busy show for you guys today, Um, but now we have on the line uh, next week. Uh, and then we're going to be taping for TV, uh, NWA Coastal has an event uh, next Saturday And the next individual we will be talking to is Biggie Biggs And he is going to be on the card, Biggie are you there? Biggie are you there?
5: Yes sir, how you doing? Good, how you doing? Not too bad, thanks for having me
3: Thanks for being on. You know, again, this this whole NWA thing uh, on fire is new, we got we're going to be on TV. So, uh, why don't you like you know, for people who aren't familiar with your work, uh, why don't you give us a little bit of uh, what fans can expect from uh, Biggie Biggs in and out of the ring?
5: Uh, I tell you what, it, it's going to be a good time. It's like um, it's like a music video come to life. I'm all about having a good time in the ring. I want to entertain the crowd. It's all about the crowd having a good time. You know, that's what Biggie Biggs is there to do is to, is to get the crowd hyped up and have a good time. And if I can sneak a W in there, that's, that's always good too.
3: Well, you say sneak a W in there. I mean, right now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're uh, undefeated at NWA Coastal?
5: Uh, that's correct. I've had a pretty good run. It's, it's looking good for uh, 2012 going to 20, 2013 for uh, Biggie Biggs here.
3: Nice. Cool. Just curious, as, a, as an up-and-comer, uh, who are some of the guys that uh, influenced you uh some of the wrestlers you liked watching in the past, maybe some of the guys you like watching uh, today. Like, who are your biggest influences?
5: Um, I'm, I'm kind of a throwback. I've, I've been wrestling for about 18 years on the indies. Um, started out when Dennis Carluza ran the NWA in New Jersey. And uh, I was always a big fan of um, Dusty Rhodes and the way he worked the crowd and the way he got emotion. And uh, I just found that very unique. And then I try, to, I try to do that in the way I work. And then there's always, like, the Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Moore and Robert Gibson. They're, they're a great babyface tag team. And just the way they got emotion from the crowd was phenomenal.
3: Uh, is there anyone who do you like watching now?
5: Uh, now I'm a I'm a big fan of CM Punk. I, I, I like the way he does his character. I like the way he gets um, he gets over and he gets the heat with the crowd. It's it's very very well done.
3: Are you uh, are you a fan as as well as a, a performer? Do you do you watch uh, Raw, SmackDown, uh, Impact?
5: Uh, I try to watch everything I can from. Uh, Stuff that's on mainstream to stuff that doesn't even make TV. You know, any anything you give me, I'll watch.
3: Uh, cool. You know, just curious. I mean, so you're watching. Uh, we've been talking about it. Uh, uh, what are your thoughts on, on Ryback and what he's doing right now?
5: Um, Ryback. Uh, if they play that right, hopefully it's not like another Goldberg. But I was listening before it, and, and I, I do have a feeling that Tenzai fanbagged him the second time.
3: Interesting. Yeah, and I, I'm, that's cool that you said that because coming from someone in the ring, could you? Uh, Explain like a little bit of what you saw, uh, to say that you you, sen- you seriously believe that he sandbagged him.
5: Um, I think the way he set up for it, he wasn't not that the timing wasn't there, he just he just didn't help out. He didn't do his part. And you, and know, you could um, tell that
3: you could tell it just by watching?
5: My opinion my opinion because I saw the prior one on SmackDown. It was no problem and the second time on Raw it just it didn't look like he uh he helped out as much as he could.
3: Huh, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny because I was I was watching it too, but uh, you know, coming from someone who uh, has been in the ring, I mean, you would obviously see a little bit more than than the rest of us. So that's that's uh, interesting. So uh, maybe he did sandbag him. Do you think? You know, now that we're going on this this uh, mode, uh, if he did sandbag him, do you think it would be uh, a test? Is it just uh, tensai just not wanting to go up? I mean, would would you just speculating? I mean,
5: what, um, why, why do
3: you think he would?
5: My opinion, uh, professional wrestling, is a, it's a very catty business. I don't know if that's the right terminology, but it's very competitive. And you have a guy like Tenzai who who made a name for himself in Japan. I mean, he made a name for himself in the Attitude area, He went to Japan. He came back as Tenzai. Um, now, you have this guy Ryback. You know, he's an up-and-comer. He's still green, but his character's working for him. Now, you know, me being the vet, when I get pissed off that I got to give this guy a push or give him a rub, you know, you never know. It depends on the circumstance. But I could definitely see somebody like Penza getting upset that he has to, you know, give this guy the rub. You know, I did it once on SmackDown. Now you want me to do it on Raw. So it, it's a possibility. You know, everybody's worried about their spot.
3: I, I mean, it, that's that's an interesting take. I mean, it, it, that is a really good point. I mean, I, I you know, I, I gave you the rub once. You know, now now you're pushing it, asking me to, to go up again. I, I, I could see that. That makes that makes a lot of sense. Um,
5: you know, I would rather take your finisher than just be pinned by a clothesline. You know, it it just you know, I think there could be a hundred different explanations on what happened. I mean, you could could have legit not been able to get him up, but just the way it seemed to me, Tim's, I didn't want to
1: go.
3: No, huh. okay, interesting. So uh, that that's great. Like, I, I'm glad we got uh, the opinion of someone uh, in the business who's probably looking at it with a much keener, keener view than, than the rest of us. Uh, i just curious, uh, where can fans uh, see you? I mean, they can, we can see you next week at NWA Coastal. Uh, where else uh, do you wrestle around the area?
5: Absolutely. Last night I just wrestled in Staten Island for Warriors and Wrestling. That's an up-and-coming promotion based out of Staten Island. We have NWA Coastal coming up next weekend. Uh, we have, at the end of the month, we have Jersey Shore Championship Wrestling based out of, uh, like, South Jersey. It's an offshoot of Jersey All-Pro. And then you have like you know, a couple of mom and pop groups that pop up here and there. So, you know, well traveled, mostly in the state of New Jersey, New York. Every once in a while, I'll make it to Florida, or I'll make it to Texas. But mostly, I'm a, I'm a homebody. I'm a, I'm a Jersey boy.
3: Nice. So where, if, if people didn't didn't get uh get all that down, where can we? Uh, you have a website?
5: Um, I have Facebook. Um, I have a big Dick fan page. Okay. So you can you can check that out. You can definitely check the NWA Coastal site, NWA Dog, um, NWA New Jersey. You know, and, and, and NWA is going to do great things in, in 2012 and
3: 2013. Looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to being a part of it. And before we let you go, you're going to be wrestling bad boy Danny Pagan. Do you have any parting words for Mr. Pagan uh, for your bout next week?
5: This is going to be a first time ever. Danny Pagan, he he is he is very good at what he does. He's made an from himself in Puerto Rico, and now he's planning his trade in the NWA Coastal. Uh, he's a former NWA Force One Heavyweight Champion. He's a current Coastal Champion. And uh, it's actually going to be an honor and pleasure to get in the ring with them. But, uh, you know, my main goal is to walk out that night, the Coastal Heavyweight Champion, and set forth 2013, maybe go after the North American title, and we'll see where that goes. Maybe we can get a shot at the heavyweight title. It's it's, it's a good thing. I, I need that Coastal title. That's that's the bottom line. So, Danny Pagan, I hope you're ready. You know, Biggie Biggs a Chop Daddy's coming for you, brother. It don't matter. We're going to have a good time. But, you know, Chop Daddy's got to get the win. You know what I'm saying?
3: Nice, sounds good, looking forward, to, I'm going to be there next week uh, Hopefully we get our fans to come out there And uh, you know, you're right, big things for NWA uh, coming up in the next year Looking forward to, to being a part of it And hopefully uh, working with you and the whole NWA family
5: Oh, I love it, I promise you we're going to have a good time next weekend You know what, if, after everything's said and done We'll take her around to Atlantic City, you know, we'll play some craft, see what happens
3: Sounds good, thanks a lot for the phone call, we'll talk to you soon
5: Alright, thanks for having me Take care
3: Uh, Interesting. You know, uh, again, I I can't argue with the guy. The guy's in the ring. He's been doing it for 18 years. Uh, We're both sitting here talking, saying, eh, don't know if he really sandbagged him. And, uh, you know, he says watching it, he thinks he may have. So
5: maybe he
0: did. Who knows? Who knows? If, like you said, somebody who has experience in the ring, you know, he sees something differently than, you know, just two schmucks like us who are sitting down talking (laughs) about it. you know, I, I, mean, I I I I get what he's
3: saying though. That. I mean, he brought up some really good points. I mean, you know, depending on you know where your head is at or whatever, you know, hey, I I, I gave you one. I did it once, uh, you know, and, and and really good points. Um, I did it once for you. I'm I'm supposed to be a big badass. That's my character too. You know, I mean, let's face it. I mean. Lord Tensai and uh, Ryback are, uh, you know, similar characters. they different things in the ring, but, yeah, they're, they're big, brawling, strong, badass-type characters, you know. Uh, you know, hey, I gave you the rub once. Uh, you're going to have to earn this next one. Uh, you know, who knows? And, again, it's just speculation on our part, but someone in the business... Uh, Thinks it looked like a sandbag, so go figure. Who knows? But let's let's get some phone calls. Adler. We got some more interviews coming up, but uh, I think we got Tony on the line. Let's uh, Tony, are you there?
6: Yeah, hey, how's it going, Ken?
3: Doing all right. How you doing?
6: All right. It was man, that was a hell of a show last night. The House of Hardcore. I'm still. It around.
3: was, yeah. Both uh, myself and Tony were out at uh, House of Hardcore, and now
1: uh, yeah, let's let's
3: switch gears. We've been talking about WWE, and we always talk WWE with you, Tony. So let's. Let's flip the script a little bit. Uh, what 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 did you like about last night?
6: Pretty much um, everything. I mean, I thought I thought all the guys like I thought everybody busted their ass really. Uh, you know, every every match on that show was great. Uh, I just loved, you know like the main event. Um, London and uh, Kendrick against the Young Bucks. That was that was a, that was phenomenal. Uh, um, you know, Rhino, uh, Sammy Callahan. That was you know, that was, oh man, that was a great brawl. Even uh, you know, yeah, Steiner and. Uh, um, Gallows uh of course and uh Tony Nice and uh, Alex Reynolds that 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 was that was amazing. I mean that's what that was like, you know, it's like you know it's like a star was born there.
3: Yeah, I tell uh, you know, like I I you know Dave and I were talking beforehand. I I'll, I'll buy a ticket to see Anthony Nice. Yeah. Um he I was so impressed and I've heard of him. Uh and I've heard his name around uh never got to see him wrestle. Wow. I mean he's he's kind of uh and let me let me know if you agree or disagree, Tony. But uh, he's like an Austin Aries type. Um, he might be more athletic than Aries. I mean, that, that's saying a lot. I know. Yeah. But he's like he's he's in that vein. Uh, but geez, he might he might actually be more athletic than Aries. Uh, I mean, what, what do you think, Tony? A good comparison? Yeah,
6: you know, I, actually, I never thought, I never thought of that, but. Um... I don't know. You know, I don't know if I don't know if he's better than Austin Aries, but I mean, I You know, I don't. I don't know. That is, that is a really tough, uh, tough one to call. You know, I mean, I think
3: um, just the fact that you can't, you can't, you know, definitively say one or the other means like he's he's in the conversation and uh, he was just that good. Uh, what do you think of the the energy of the crowd? I mean, you were you were in the. Uh, like we were near ringside, you were up in the—I guess you'd call them the—the the bleacher seats. But it's a small arena, so every seat was was good. Uh,
1: you kind oh, yeah, of yeah, saw, yeah, it was
3: awesome. you saw Sandman. I mean, you were pretty close to Sandman coming in. Uh, what was the? Just share with everyone what the mood of the crowd was like when uh, his music hit and he started coming out through the crowd.
6: Oh, that was—it was like they were, were chanting for him the whole night, you know. And so then when he—you know—he finally came out, the place just went. The place just started going nuts, and then then uh, you know he finally you know he did his usual you know what he saw, it. you know he came down did his usual uh, coming out through the crowd and going all over with the beer and everything you know hitting you know, <laughs> himself in the head and then um hey it it was, it was really something you know I mean that was actually the first time I I had seen him live because I had never you know I never went to an ETW show so that was actually the first time I actually saw that in person uh, and it was um it was really it was really amazing to see that live you know just you know you know the whole, you know, the fans singing along to the "End of the thing man uh, song, and uh, you know, it was just like it was really just like a really, uh, it was just like a really awesome moment. I thought, you know, like, I thought, you know, I mean, yeah, you know, it was really, uh, you know, like I, was, like I said, i have seen it on TV many times before, but you know, it's like seeing it in person, you know, and see, I was just singing and hearing the fans' reaction. It was just like, ah, it, was, it I mean, it, it it was definitely it was it was noisy and narrative at least. It was
3: interesting because you know I and I want to get Tommy Dreamer. I I got anyone out there who's got pull, but I want to try and get Tommy Dreamer back on the show because when I interviewed him, I asked him point blank, "Can ECW ever happen again?" And he said, "No." So there's no way. Um, I gotta tell you, the one thing that flashed through my head as all that stuff was going on last night was, "Could it happen again? Could it?" Um the crowd was into it, the crowd was hot. The performers were amazing. Uh it it just was it was a good show and uh you know afterwards to, uh, dreamer came out and said uh you know that he hand picked uh, the performers for the night. Uh he picked quite a crop. Uh it was just it was all around a, a really great show. I mean, you know, and I I'm curious what you think, but if you know, if I'm free the minute I hear that uh, HOH two is gonna go I'm I'm buying tickets.
6: Yeah, yeah, i they're gonna be if, yeah, especially uh like, if they're gonna be in the area, yeah I'll I'll definitely go to the next one. So
3: hey, no, yeah. You know, yeah.
6: It was great, you know, I mean you know, and it was just like you know, it was like they didn't you like know, didn't go over you know, like, they didn't go over the top like ECW used to with the you know, they didn't have like a you know, like, do a lot of there was only one table spot, no one you know like no one bled except the sandman when he yeah,
3: <laughs> was on the beer can.
6: Yeah, but, uh, you know, and, you know, it's like, they didn't really, like, go, they didn't really, like, go, like, overboard, you know, like, with the high spots or whatever, I mean, the Lung and Kendrick doing the, uh, suicide dives onto the, uh, Young Bucks outside, you know, one right after the other, um, was, that was cool, but, you know, it's like, they didn't go overboard with, you know, like, you know, with, with, with the blood and everything, you know, the, the hardcore stuff wasn't really, you know, um, they, they didn't, they didn't overdo it.
3: Yeah, it was definitely, they did a really good job, uh, Tony, we're gonna to have to let you go, but thanks as always for the phone call. And those of you who don't know, Tony, the number one blogger in the business, recaps all the the major shows. Uh, go to the com. We have Tony's blog up there uh, every week for Raw, SmackDown, and Impact. Uh, thanks for the call. Good hanging with you last night, and we'll uh, talk to you soon.
6: Yep, be that man. No. Take it easy. See you yeah.
3: Well, I did a definitely did a good job on the show. Uh, Tony was impressed, and I, I you know I agree with them. I think that they uh, they didn't quite didn't overdo the hardcore stuff. Uh, you know, I was in a good place. I mean, maybe they could have gone a little more hardcore. Uh, it being called House of Hardcore, but uh, other than that, that's being that's just being nitpicky. Uh, but we're going to go right back out to the phones because in in the interest of fairness, and if we're going to have one competitor, let's get the uh, the other guy on, so we had Biggie Biggs and uh, Bad Boy, Danny Pagan, will be wrestling uh, next week at uh, NWA Coastal, and uh, we have uh, Danny Pagan on the line, so, uh, Bad Boy, how you doing?
2: Hey, how you doing?
3: Doing all right, uh, again, you know, looking really forward to being part of the NWA, uh, you know, we're going to be filming uh, some TV next week, and you're taking on Biggie Biggs, uh, what can fans expect out of Bad Boy Danny Pagan?
1: What can fans expect out of Bad Boy Danny Pagan? Well, the fans can expect what they always expect and what they've always gotten from Danny Pagan is a good Puerto Rican ass-whooping to whoever gets in the ring and tries to take my title. That's what they can expect.
3: So I, so uh, is there any chance that Biggie takes the title from you?
1: Any chance that Biggie takes the title from me? What kind of question is that? I feel disrespected. Of course not.
3: And that—that's it. So I mean, do, do you respect him at all? Do you think? I mean, is there anything he does that concerns you? Don't get
1: me wrong. I don't know if he's listening. I don't know, I don't know if Biggie Biggs is on the line. But you know what? I do respect Biggie Biggs. You know, he's a great wrestler. He's a good guy. But when it comes down to it, he's not taking my title. Not him, not no one, none of these idiots in the back of the locker room is going to take my title, because I'm going to tell you, like I said on my promo, and I'm going to say it again and again, whether I have to lose the last drop of blood, the last drop of sweat, break every single bone in my body to retain my title, my NWA Coastal Heavyweight title, that's what's going to happen.
3: Uh, you were like the, the benchmark of intensity. Uh let me know a little bit about uh your, your history in the business and uh you know who influenced you and uh your training. Just give us a little uh bad boy history.
1: Little bad boy history. I've been I've been in the business since ninety four. I started in Puerto Rico. Um I wrestled for if the one of the best and still standing today, major companies in Puerto Rico, which is World Wrestling Council. Everybody knows it as Capital Sports Promotion, or WWC. And influenced, man, is just... I've always played football. I've always loved all these contact sports. I played football, wee, all through middle school, high school, all of that. And when I moved to Puerto Rico, I just... I don't know. I got. I started watching wrestling. I've always watched wrestling, but I've always wanted to be a wrestler. And I had the chance to do it in Puerto Rico. When I found out where they give their classes, my teacher, Isaac Rosario, one of the best teachers there is in the business, in Puerto Rico, he was my teacher. And I just, you know, I've seen people like Carlos Colon, The Invaders, Ric Flair, Hogan, Sergeant Slaughter, Iron Sheik. All these guys And it's just that's, that's what I wanted to do ever since
3: Is there, is there anyone in the business now That you, you enjoy watching?
1: Anyone in the business That I enjoy watching now What do you mean? Independently or WWE or what? Either or You know I've always been a fan Of Shawn Michaels and Triple H Both of them? Both of
3: them. Uh, what did you think? Uh, did you watch the uh WrestleMania match between uh Triple H and The Undertaker? Yes, I did. What do you think of that?
1: That I, that that's unbelievable. I marked out to them and 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 I know what was going on. I'm going to put it that way.
3: I'm curious now look, looking at at Triple H and, and Shawn Michaels, I mean two veterans uh, you know, and and the the match you know, at last year's WrestleMania, it it was marketed as the, the end of an era uh, match. As, as someone in the business, as someone who now has admitted marking out to that, um, what does it mean for the business or, or for the TV uh, that that era is ending, that guys like Shawn Michaels and Triple H and Undertaker are? You know, uh, it's,
1: it's it's like I've always said, you know, like I said, Ken, you know, it's like you st- I've been in the business since 94, you know, And it gets to a point where it's just, you're hurt, you're tired, you don't want to do it no more. In Puerto Rico, it's not the same. When I first came out here to the United States to wrestle, when I first moved out here, it was, I felt weird. It was different to me because in Puerto Rico, you wrestled actually every single weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Every weekend until the the second week of December. The second week of December... We take a, We take from the sec. We wrestle the second week. We wrestle that weekend, and after that, we're off all the way until January sixth, or the first week of January. And and it's not it's not easy, wrestling every weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You can only imagine what these guys go through. That they wrestle damn near almost every day.
3: Yeah, you I, I can't imagine. Uh, you, you know, know what their the bodies must be like.
1: You know, and right now it's like you know we wrestle in Puerto Rico. We wrestle Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. When I first came out here, I felt like on the weekends, like I needed to have that on the weekends. I needed to to wrestle on the weekends because that's how you know. From you, you taught you sit there and think about it. From '95 all the way until five years ago, till I came back out here, it's like, wow, are you serious? Like. What am I doing this weekend? I got no shows. I, I, you know, you get bored. You you don't know what to do. You got to find something to do. It's not the same when you wrestle every weekend until all of a sudden going to wrestle once a month, twice a month. You know, sometimes every two months. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's hard. Uh,
3: curious. Uh, why don't you let our, our fans know, um, you know, in and around the area where where they can, you know, again next week NWA Coast Still the Worlds, Can we see you wrestle?
1: I also wrestle for American Championship Entertainment In um, New Jersey uh, In Waddington, New Jersey Which is also known as Ace Pro Wrestling I also wrestle for BWF, the Bronx Wrestling Federation Here in the Bronx It's uh, on Close Avenue by Westchester and Watson And um, and Of course NWA Coastal
5: Very That's
3: cool what you know what? Before I let you go I'm going to give you the floor any parting words for uh, Mr. Biggie uh, before we let you go? All
1: right. You know what? Like I said, I respect Biggie Biggs. You know, he's a great guy. He's he's a great wrestler. You feel me? But I'm just gonna. I just want him to know, and I want the fans to know, of Bayville, New Jersey, this Saturday, October 13th, Bad Boy Danny Pagan is going to enter the ring with the Millionaire and the Boardwalk Mafia as the NWA Coastal Heavyweight Champion, and I'm leaving. Listen to me, Biggs. I'm leaving the NWA Coastal with my NWA Coastal Heavyweight Championship. You know, I hope you tie your boots on tight, put your sh- put your shirt, your pants, whatever you need to put on, put them on tight. Man up, because I'm going to man up. And my, my boots, my tights, whatever I'm wearing that night is going to be on nice and tight. Because I'm telling you, Biggs, you ain't walking into no walk in the park like these other punks you wrestled before.
3: Well, oh, I am I looking, tell forward, you. I'm looking forward to seeing the match next week. I'll be there live. Uh,
1: Bad Boy, thanks for the call. Thank you for having me. Talk to you soon. Bye.
3: Well, there you go. Bad Boy, uh, Danny Pagan. Uh, looking forward to... Getting in the ring with uh, Biggie Biggs next week on NWA Coastal. Uh, quite an interesting first hour. Uh, you know, we have, uh, you know, Mr. Trivia has been on hold for a while now, and I, I am promising you, because I'm gonna get you listening, and I have someone else on hold. As soon as we get past that, I don't want to get you in, then we got to get the news break. So we're going to do the news break right after the news break. We'll get your calls about, uh, 715 we have mario uh, savoldi jr be calling in uh asking some stuff about the nwa on fire um but we're gonna you know we're gonna keep talking wwe and tna so uh i promise you guys are going to get to you after uh the the uh the news break but uh interesting first hour huh
1: dave
0: yeah very interesting uh you know uh, Danny dany sounds like he's really serious about this and uh you know, heading towards uh, his match, you know, with uh, Biggie Biggs. And, uh, you know, I'm curious what exactly a Puerto Rican beating is as opposed to a regular beating. But if you just add the word beating in with Puerto Rican, it spells trouble. So it, it doesn't sounds it sound, like –
3: It sounds worse, doesn't
0: it? Exactly. That's what yeah, I mean. Like, I'm curious as to what, you know, what entails in that. Um, you know, I don't want to find out personally, like no. myself. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it and enjoy – watching it you know sorry for whoever's listening but (laughs) i enjoy watching it but other than that i don't want to find out personally so mr pregon if you're listening out there um don't beat me up
3: (laughs) i mean it's, it's amazing i mean and you know and we'll uh and a lot of our fans want to talk about the major stuff we're going to get into that but and going to some of these indie shows and talking to them on the show and everything i mean it really is a truly remarkable business. And like we said before, that's why we sit here every week and we talk about it. Uh, you go to some of these indie shows and you talk to these wrestlers and just, I, I mean, they just love the business. I mean, it's like you look in their eyes and there's nothing else they could do. You know, uh, it's, it's amazing. I'm mean, going to be doing, you know, this, the, the indie scene for a, a couple of decades, you know, or close to a couple of decades. I mean, that's, that's uh. That's pretty amazing, you know. Um you know, I'm sure there are a lot of guys that that start on the indie scene and wind up uh bowing out, you know, and uh you know, these guys still getting in the ring uh, each and every weekend and uh you know, I'm sure for a lot of them, you know, sticking around, I mean, aside from like the uh the body getting punished repeatedly, uh, you know, I'm sure there are some promoters that aren't honorable. I'm sure every one of these guys probably have a story of getting stiffed or getting shortchanged on their fee. Um, You know, it's a tough road and uh, you know, they just keep doing it just for the fans. And that's, that's sort of, you know, I find remarkable that, you know, there's, there's such a, you know, an embracing of the fans. And, And that's, what's great about, about this business, you know, last night, honestly, and, and, Look, he could have been working all of us. I, I'm going to take it as genuine. But uh, Tommy Dreamer came down to the ring, and of course, you know, there's the ECW chant, uh, the obligatory ECW chant, um, which I think now we we should put it to bed. ECW's gone. It's gone. It's the past. Let's stop it. Stop EC Dub. I get it. Dub. But what happened? Eventually, the, the, the chant shifted and the 2000 people in that arena started chanting H O H and Tommy looked like he was going to cry uh and i am going to take that as genuine i think he was genuinely moved by that uh but it's just it's amazing like you just watch these guys i mean that just love the business i mean you see Tommy Dreamer come down there and put his body through hell and it's just he he loves the business uh and it's it's uh it's amazing. it's just it's a passion on, on the, the the performers, and uh, you know, sometimes you have nights where the passion is equally reciprocated by the crowd. and it, uh, last night was a good night to be a wrestling fan. But without further ado, Dave is coming up right now with your 50, 50, day five news report.:
0: Thank you very much, Ken. This is the day five news report heard only on the Ken Reedy Show. Our first story this week couldn't come to a nicer gal. And I'm not referring to 2011 WWE Hall of Famer Sonny. Mm-hmm. It involves one Linda Hogan. Thursday morning, Miss Hogan was arrested on suspicion of driving while intoxicated. Linda blew of 0.84, which is just above the 0.88 legal limit in Los Angeles County. A representative for Linda stated that she consumed a glass of champagne on an empty stomach. Sure you did. And that, combined with the effects of antibiotics, exacerbated the effects of the alcohol. No court date has been set for Linda Hogan. In more news from the Hogan family, the patriarch of Hulkamania, Hulk Hogan, is threatening to sue multiple websites that have contained a private sex tape with Hulk himself performing in it. What the hell? The websites in question have stated that they paid for the footage from an unknown source. Attorney David Houston, who represents Hulk, told TMZ.com, and I quote, this tape was made secretly without Hulk's knowledge or permission, and anyone displaying the tape will be held to the fullest extent of the law. I'm just curious at what point during this video, Did he hulk up, tear off his shirt, and he called the unknown female brother? Chris Jericho stated on Twitter this week that he won't be at WrestleMania 29 next spring when asked by a fan. Reportedly, Jericho and WWE were in negotiations for the past month for a new contract, but those talks have broke down. Jericho has stated publicly in the past that he would go back to WWE when the time is right. Time will tell on when Y2J returns to the WWE. TNA announced this week that they have released more tickets for next Sunday's Bound for Glory pay-per-view with exclusive stage seating. For the first time ever, TNA fans will have the chance to sit adjacent to the entrance ramps. Pricing for those seats are $35. Fans can use the promo code TNABFG for more savings. And our final story this week, TNA superstar Rob Van Dam. Recently appeared on McDonald Uncensored, Mc, McDonald, not McDonald like the fast food joint, and revealed that his current TNA contract is up in March of 2013, and is not sure if he will resign. RVD didn't state reasons as to why, but he did note that TNA may well be his last full-time gig in the wrestling industry, and he also hinted at sporadic appearances wherever he sees fit, whether it's WWE, TNA. Or the indie scene, no one knows. Check out The Gun Show on YouTube. You heard Bobby America, his longtime rival, Bob Aryan, Steve Off, El Rotundo. YouTube slash Steve Off. Check it out, The Gun Show. And Walk for Wishes. Next Saturday, October 13th, at Liberty State Park, Jersey City, New Jersey. Bob Aryan, Steve Off, and others from the world of wrestling will be walking for Make a Wish. The walk starts at 10 a.m. Go to www.walkforwishesnj.org and join Herald's Heroes. A $25 registration fee is required, but that is a small price to pay to put a smile on a child's face. There you have it for the Day 5 Report only heard on the Ken Reedy Show. Ken, back to you.
3: Good stuff, good stuff. And, again, just remember, uh, uh, the Walk for Wishes... um you can go to com. We have the link right there. So uh, if you didn't get all that with the information, just go right to the website, and then we got the uh, the link right there. You click on and donate some funds for a very, very good cause. Uh, you know, proud to be uh, helping out with that. And uh, quite a news report, man. The, the Hogan family, wow, huh? I mean, man, just just the idea of a Hogan sex tape is just slightly... Unnerving. Uh, Let that. me tell
0: you something, brother. You're going to take your pants off. <laughs> you know, I can just imagine what that video is like. And, the, and the, the sad part about it is is that the rumors is that Hulk slept with Bubba the Love Sponge, the radio DJ. The, he's, he used to be a big shock jock down in Florida. He's got a, I think he still has a show on Sirius. I'm not sure. But he slept with the, that radio DJ's wife, and apparently Bubba allowed it. Because you could hear a, a, a male's voice in the video Telling them to go ahead and start or whatever So It's
3: funny though Because it's so like You know, look, let's face it I mean, we're, we're guys And like, you know we, we like a good porn every now and again I mean, it happens uh, You know, this is I, I, I watched the clip that was leaked online and, and it It's just two Normal people having sex Except one happens to be Hulk Hogan I mean, at the end of the, the, the clip, he's complaining about feeling bloated because he ate ten minutes ago. <laughs> so it's like, it really is just like, there's nothing like hot or steamy about
0: it. It's just like, he gets up off, or he's like, oh,
3: I can't believe we just did that, uh, just
0: ate ten minutes ago. Uh. Oh, I shouldn't have had that $5 foot long brother. <laughs>
3: You <laughs> just you just can't make it up. I you know, whatever. Good for I mean it, that's weird though, because there there is a male voice outside and if it's if Bubble the Love Sponge is uh I mean talk that's like the ultimate mark. He's like that that is it. If that is Bubble the Love Sponge's wife, there's nobody on the planet that can be a bigger mark than Bubble the Love Sponge. Yeah, sure, bang my wife. It's okay, as long as I can still say I'm friends with Hulk Hogan. Let's go out to the phones Because my man, Mr. Trivia, has been very, very patient. He's been on hold for almost an hour, so we're gonna go right out to him now. Mr. Trivia, are you there?
2: Yeah, how you doing, Ken?
3: Sorry about the hold up. Thanks a lot for holding on. Looking forward to being on top rope uh this Tuesday to talk a little wrestling on uh your TV show.
2: Yeah, looking forward to it. Like I said, unfortunately I uh I'm going to miss the live show. I'm gonna be in uh Negotiations with the legal team there. You know our legal team, Dewey Cheatham <laughs> and Howe, um, and yeah, we're going to be talking about probably bringing the top rope up here to Pennsylvania. So I got to have a meeting with them and see what's going on with that. But uh, you're in good hands with our our, co- our host sitting in with us and our co-host. So everything's going to be great. I had to write my information down. I was I almost forgot what I was going to talk about there for a minute.
3: Um, <laughs> right, okay. Go ahead. That's okay. The floor is you yours.
2: Guys, you guys were talking about um, Ryback and uh, uh, how this thing works out. I, I think that their success in the business is going to is going to be determined by Vince McMahon. What Vince McMahon wants these guys to be, they'll be. Case in point, he did not know how to market Lex Luger. When Lex Luger was in the WWE, if he was marketed correctly, he would have been the biggest thing since Kool-Aid. He wasn't marketed properly. (laughs) Lex Luger should have been WWE or WWF champion. Never happened. Um, You're also talking about possibility with Ryback. You know, it would be nice to see him turn heel or Brock Lesnar turn face. How would this sound for two matches at WrestleMania? Rybeck, build him up, let him turn face, let him keep going the way he's going, put him against The Undertaker. And then Lesnar against a possible returning Batista. Nobody's mentioned anything about Batista. Supposedly he's going to be returning. And one other thing before I go, I know, guys, last week I – I had messed up last week's trivia question. It was supposed to be in the, the pay per view in the 80s and 90s with Hogan and uh, who, he, who he faced and pinned and so forth and so on. But I've got one for Dave tonight. Dave, I'm hoping that you're going to be able to make it Tuesday
0: night. Oh, I will. I'm definitely going to be there Tuesday night.
2: Excellent. We're looking forward to both of you being on there. It's going to be a great thing for our show, it's going to be a great thing for your show. But tonight's question happens to do with the WWE championship WWF WWE championship and that trivia question is who was the longest reigning champion Bruno
0: Sammartino nope pay really? attention he... to the
2: pay, pay attention to the question the WWE... longest.
0: Are we,
3: the are we longest... Talking... did we this is like deja vu did we do this question once before
2: no, no. not with me no the longest reigning champion, wrestling champion. So we're WWE. Any
3: championship.
2: Any championship.
3: So it could be the IC or the the women's, perhaps, or the any WWF, championship. WWE. It could be any of them.
0: Well, oh, you, the know you know what? Hold That's actually good because I was thinking, you know, I'm thinking to myself, all right, well, a lot of people would think Bruno at first because he had the title for eight years, but. I want to say the fabulous Mula, women's Moolah,
2: twenty-eight years, something like twenty-eight that, yeah. years.
0: That comes back to me. Okay.
2: Yep. And uh, I, Ken uh, also, um, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to send out the um, company helicopter to pick you up to bring you to the show because I'll be I'll be using it for the meeting. But uh, I hope you guys are going to have a great time. We're looking forward to it. Like I said. Uh, don't forget, everybody, I post- posted on my Facebook page, Ken Reedy and his co-host Dave will be seen on the top rope live Tuesday night on WPAA.TV, Comcast, Channel 99, eight, or excuse me, Comcast, Channel 18, in Wallingford, at and Channel 99. Tune in to watch the best internet talk show host wrestling money can buy. Ken, Dave, looking forward to the show. Guys, have a great night.
0: Good
3: night to you. Thanks for the phone call. Thanks for holding on. Mr. Trivia giving us a phone call. Good to hear from him. Uh, You know, he's looking to, uh, I don't know, everyone's looking already to WrestleMania and uh, putting uh, Ryback in there with Taker and, uh, say, Batista and uh, Lesnar. Batista, Lesnar. Batista's coming back. That's intriguing to me. Uh, Two guys with uh, MMA experience as well as WWE experience, who knows where exactly they're they're gonna go with all the storylines, but uh that that could be interesting. I mean I I'd be into a Batista Lesnar match.
0: Yeah, that that would be interesting. Um, you know, the hype and you know what's what the story would be around it. Um you know, it would have to be something where like Lesnar see the thing is Lesnar's not on T V as much, so he'd have to like kill like a bunch of guys on T V, work a couple of pay per views, talk about how he's unstoppable. You know, and then, you know, say that he's got nothing left to prove he's a monster or whatever, and then Batista shows up and be like, dude, you hadn't beat me yet. So, I mean, we'll see yeah, what I mean, happens. And
3: that also, I mean, to, to build it, I mean, Batista could just show up. I mean, you, I mean, right now, you know, Lesnar just left to give him a reason to come back. I mean, Batista could show up and say, you know, Who's you know? I heard this this idiot says he he has he has nothing left to accomplish uh, in this company. Well, you know, you never been in the ring with the animal, um, you know, something like that. Uh, you know, you know, faced me That WrestleMania. You know, point to the sign has become a big thing to do now. Um, so that could be just the vehicle to bring him back. But that 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 would be an interesting match. I'd be into that match. Uh, definitely think it would be pretty hard hitting, uh, the violent kind of match. So uh yeah that could be cool, but uh who knows? who knows? We're all like we're all love being fantasy bookers. Good times, good times. Let's go back out to the phone calls. We have a caller that's been on hold for like forty minutes now. Hi, Ken. Caller. Justin, how you doing? I miss
4: you. What's up??
3: Brother? Not much. I miss you too. How are things going with you?
4: Wonderful, Ken.
3: So, did you watch the wrestling this week?
4: Oh, yeah, it's awesome.
3: Well, what was your uh, favorite moment this week?
4: Well, I usually like when Dave is a nice guy. He's 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 an excellent man. See <laughs> that, brother? See
3: you that? You hear that? Dave? All right. You, you got it. Justin's a, a fan.
0: Yes. I right, thank you. Thank you very much, Justin. You're you you're you're a good guy too. I like you. Thank you, Justin.
4: You're welcome, Dave.
3: <laughs> so how how are things going, Justin?
4: Very good, Ken.
3: Well, it's good, to, it's good to hear you. Anything else in the world of wrestling you'd like to discuss with us?
4: Yeah. You, you should be president,
3: Ken, of the United States. Finally! Someone calls in, and we, we have one vote. Finally, thank you, Justin, for being our supporter. See, you know, it, it, it just takes a step. It just takes one small voice in the night. And we've announced our candidacy, and now, Justin, you're supporting our run for the presidency?
4: Oh yeah, Ken. I'm voting for you, buddy boy.
3: I appreciate the the, the vote. Thanks a lot for calling Justin and uh you're welcome. Look forward. Give us a buzz next week, all right?
0: All right, boss.
3: Talk you're, you're, later. you're
4: cool, brother.
3: Alright, thanks, brother.
4: You're welcome.
1: <laughs> okay. I
3: love when Justin calls. It's just like it Justin calls and it's like I ah, just just boost our egos. It just, just makes us all feel good, like we're cool and great, and he's voting for us. Hey, he puts us over. He does. He does put <laughs> us over every week. So uh, thanks for the phone call. You know, just a, And it's always short and sweet. He gives us a little bit, puts us over, gives us a few compliments, and uh, we're one vote in. We are one vote in. Now, I don't know how many electorates Justin carries, but we got his vote. I mean, think about that. We just, I mean, a little a little over an hour ago, we announced the candidacy, and already we have one vote. That's, you know, no TV time. We're not on NBC. We're not on CNN. And we've gotten one vote. We are on our way. It's good stuff. Let's go back out to the phones. Hello, caller, are you there? I got a two hundred three number
1: hey hey what's up hey oh wow i was i was
2: i was expecting to hear like a boop but i heard unmuted i
3: was like what cool. oh. who is this james yes sir how you doing man
2: i'm good man i was i was pleasantly surprised earlier this week if you know what i'm saying
3: how you hey, doing we got to meet uh out there in connecticut it was it was cool meeting you uh you know, guy, we we talked to I mean, and it's amazing Like, you know, how much you can actually talk about wrestling But we talked a couple hours about wrestling And uh, what do you got for us this week? Uh, anything we didn't discuss, you'd like to discuss here on the show? Uh,
2: well, you know how it is with me I get off work, and then I call in, and I'm just picking up whatever I can hear uh, I, I I heard the, the, the Batista rock thing I was, was kind of digging that didn't he
3: have his first fight last night? Uh yeah, and he actually he, he won his first MMA fight and uh we had a caller call in and uh just threw around I was kinda of doing some fantasy booking for WrestleMania and said, uh what about Batista versus Leisner? And uh we started talking about it, we're like, Hey, you know that that I mean that's something I could get into if it's done the right way. Yeah, that's
2: true. We, uh, what what Vlad said, that three way? earlier that was that so that could be done right that would be nice that uh um, if, if they can't book austin then the title match at mania would be rock cena
1: and punk
3: that would be great yeah i mean it's funny we talked like for those of you for those of you who are not in the food court on uh <laughs> friday night in, in Stamford, connecticut <laughs> we kind of were throwing around some ideas for wrestlemania and uh the thought was, you know, the, the idea keeps coming up of oh, Punk versus Austin, and, uh, you know, that may very well happen, but if that didn't happen, uh, to include everyone, uh, we're coming up with ideas of, of having a triple threat match with uh, Punk, Cena, and The Rock, which uh, could be interesting. I mean, when we discussed, I'm not a big fan of a triple threat match. However, those three uh, would be interesting as far as the promos leading up to WrestleMania. Um, sure. uh, the, the match should be good, um, so it, it's definitely something that could work. Again, not a big fan of the triple threats, but I'm not going to lie; those three in the ring at the same time, I'm sure they could put on a very entertaining match, and it would be very entertaining leading up to the match. Uh, I'm curious what you think of it, Dave. Since you weren't at the food court on Friday,
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know there was a food court meeting talking wrestling. Jesus Christ! Thanks for the invite. I appreciate it. I'm not only the co-host to, like, of the 3D Show, but anyhow, Vladimir <laughs> I had to pick something
3: up from Vlad, and uh, so I just went to meet him to pick it up, and and just grabbing that wound up being uh, you know two and a half hour discussion on on pro wrestling. Where really we we just we booked everything in in all True. companies for like the rest of the year. Someone just needs to hire us.
0: Yeah, uh, it's so okay. Your, your, your
3: thoughts you. on uh, like if they went <laughs> to right at WrestleMania?
0: Um, I like the idea. Actually I wouldn't I I I wouldn't be opposed to it. Um I I would like to see uh, like this, there's they're just again for the title, which isn't a bad idea. The first one drew money, but I think the importance of throwing CM Punk in there because they can't get off and um uh, I think it would be much better if punk in there making make a threat. Um And and add something a little different to WrestleMania. You don't see too many triple threat matches for the title at WrestleMania, usually one-on-one. So, you know, Punk's got heat with Cena. Eventually, it it looks like they're leading to him and Rock at the Royal Rumble. You know, kind of kill two birds in one stone, and I think it would be a good match with all three of them.
3: And thanks for the call, James. Uh, It looks like uh, we had a bad connection, and it looks like uh, we lost you there. But, uh... Uh, good points uh, about triple threat. Yeah, I mean it's it's funny, and and it it becomes like a a philosophical thing. And I get it. I get you know we all have our opinions on things. My feeling on triple threats and fatal four ways and all that stuff, I like those for like spot monkeys, you know. And I, and I mean that term very affectionately. I mean I you know the things these guys can do in the ring. I mean it's, it's truly amazing. Um, I like those kind of matches as a vehicle to pile, you know, you know, a bunch of you know smaller wrestlers who can do all those flips and stuff in in the ring at once, and you just have a spot fest. Um, I think it, it serves, especially if it opens up an event, uh, to really get the crowd hot. Um, it just is really entertaining, and uh, that's what I, I I my personal opinion. That's how I look at you know triple threats and fatal four ways. That that's how they should be used I'm also not a big fan of You know it being for the big title uh, However This is one that I, I can't I can't say No that would be horrible um, Those three Jawn at each other um, You know Cena has major history With both of them um, You know Obviously uh, Punk the whole respect thing. Uh, You know, Rock is always going to be good on the mic. Uh, Rock obviously has beef with uh, Punk now because Punk uh, you know, attacking him. So uh, I can see where it would work. And I can see that, you know, the lead-in going towards WrestleMania would be tremendous. And It also gives you some leeway If The Rock is not going to be there Every week Uh, Because you could have Cena and Punk Kind of going at it uh, back and forth And uh, when The Rock's able to be there He can uh, be there So like I said I'm not the biggest fan of these triple threat matches But I I can't say that that's uh, You know Not a good idea I I get it, I get why they would go in that direction uh, For that match If it's at all possible I don't think Everything you're hearing, I mean, to me, if The Rock is coming back this year, uh, I think we've heard reports of this, but I, I don't see Stone Cold wrestling. I, I think it's Stone Cold comes back. And I am, you know, I, I am a, a Hogan guy, and I've said it time and time again, and, and we've discussed Shawn Michaels and the list and all that other nonsense. Stone Cold is one of those guys that if he was number one on the list, I'm not going to go crazy. Um, he's definitely The the money he drew The popularity uh, What he did for the business And the time The Austin 316 I mean Austin's right up there As one of the greats um, If he's going to come back For one last match That has to be The focal point Of Wrestlemania I don't want to The Rock is coming back And he's involved In the in the title picture And then Stone Cold Is like thrown in there That to me just uh That's
0: That's Austin's point In wanting to come back Like he said it on numerous occasions In public interviews If you know, if he wants to be, you know, if he's going to come back for one match and he's going to come back and he's going to be the, you know, like set the focal point, you know, next year's WrestleMania is going to be centered around Undertaker, Lesnar, um, The Rock, John Cena, CM Punk, you know, all those guys. Um, and, and plus, Austin's not in the greatest, show. he just had knee surgery, so it's going to be a while before he could even ever think about stepping into the ring, although... You know, him and Punk have been going back and forth on Twitter. They even there's even a video out online that um was a face to face sit down interview between the two of them, Punk and Austin, um, that was filmed in Los Angeles during SummerSlam weekend, um and moderated by Jim Ross about the two of them eventually getting in the ring together. Um and I think that would probably be done at WrestleMania 30 and Austin would be the main focal point. And that would probably be, that would probably be it for him if he wanted to come back. He's been open about it, but like, I totally agree with you. And, you know, Austin has, you know, said the same thing. It's, it's, you know, if I'm coming back, I'm going back for the you know when all the stars are aligned and the right money. And, you know, he's got to be a focal point, which I don't blame him for. So I don't think we'll see it this year. Um, Maybe
3: WrestleMania 30, but who knows? Yeah, I mean, it's, it just—you know, look the glass shattering and him coming back. Uh, you know, it has to—it has to be the focal point. I just—I I can't see them doing it. And, and, I, and honestly, I don't want it. You know, if they—I mean, let's just say for argument's sake, they go and they—you uh, know—they do like Brock Cena two and Austin comes back, like, I, I don't know, I just feel like Austin deserves, you know, I, I don't think Austin is going to come back for any prolonged amount of time. It's been well documented, that guy's beat up, um, you know, as you said, he's he's getting over knee surgery, um, you know, The Rock is one of those guys that, you know, he's, he's never going to, but if he wanted to come back and wrestle, uh, you know, a part-time schedule perhaps, or, or even a full-time schedule, he probably could do it because his body's fresh. He he left relatively healthy, and he's doing movies. So yeah. he could probably sustain a, a somewhat regular schedule in the ring if he ever wanted to come back on a semi-regular basis. Austin's done. I mean, in all the respect in the world to him, but he's done. And if he's coming back... He's coming back for one final match. He's coming back for that send-off. He's coming back for that moment that WrestleMania ends and the entire 138,000 gazillion people are chanting, Thank you, Austin. That's why he's coming back. He is coming back to be the focal point of WrestleMania. He is coming back for a tremendous send-off, and he's coming back for one last match. He is a guy that that deserves that to be the focal point of WrestleMania. And, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. WrestleMania 30, Austin's last match? Why not? I mean, that that to me is like, it's easy. You know, and, and barring like anything else, like him getting hurt on a movie set or something, like tell Austin that's the plan, get your ass in shape over the next year and you know we'll figure it out and we'll we'll make it happen next year. I, that to me makes the most sense. I, I I just wouldn't want to see it. I I just think he he's that guy that deserves uh that moment and and it shouldn't be uh taken away from by uh you know Rock Cena too, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, with Austin too, you know, I mean, he's he's not He's always, you know, come in made sporadic appearances, refereed at WrestleManias in the past. And an idea that I would think would be cool that I'd like that I would like to see is if, let's say, they did go Rock, Cena, Punk, Triple Threat at WrestleMania, and they hype it up as the biggest Triple Threat match in the history of WrestleMania, and then they they announce, you know, they need a referee for it because these three, how are you going to be able to contain these three huge mega stars? and you get Austin to referee it and then you plant the seeds for Austin Punk at WrestleMania 30 and if they want to they could basically announce Austin Punk for WrestleMania 30 after WrestleMania and there you go you got your I mean those travel packages sold out like like gangbusters when they announced Rock Cena imagine it was just with Austin alone saying he's going to wrestle a match to, you know even if he didn't have an opponent everybody would be buying them, you know, it would, it would be huge. I think that, I think the idea when they announced the main event for WrestleMania 28 a year in advance, it worked from a financial standpoint. I'm surprised they haven't done that with this upcoming WrestleMania, but I think it would be a benefit, especially if you're going to bring Steve Austin back for the 30th WrestleMania. If that's what they want to do, I would hype it up a year in advance and, uh, you know, see what see what they do for ticket sales. But I think that'd be pretty cool if, like, he was the referee for that triple threat match to add some prestige to it, you know?
3: That's not bad. I mean, that that would be a good idea. The other thing, uh, you know, with that, you could have, I mean, let's just say, like, what if they did something, like, really balls out and, uh, you know, they keep, like, Punk has the title now until WrestleMania. I mean, real consistency with, with the belt, which would be awesome. And then somewhere along the line in that match, you know, punk winds up getting stunned.
0: Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, That's what I was thinking
3: too. It, it works it works perfectly. And, and you know, it's funny that you brought it up and, and I'll I'll tell you, like, I I get what you're saying with the uh, announcing the main event a year in advance, but I'm kinda glad they didn't do it because it was really organic when they did it. And yeah, good to me point. like if they did it a second year it would have kind of seemed forced. That sort of situation that we're talking about with, with Stone Cold, that works. That's totally organic. And if you like, I mean, again, we've seen it time and time again these, these past few years because, and, and I can't, look, I, I, I know a lot of people out there, like, I'm not happy with the product. I'm not going to give the WWE my money, yada, 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 and all that other stuff. And, and I get, you know, people spend your money how you want. Wrestle, you don't get it. WrestleMania can suck. WrestleMania can be terrible. WrestleMania can be like the, the worst WrestleMania there's ever been. I will still buy tickets for next year's WrestleMania. The weekend is tremendous as a wrestling fan. I cannot stress enough how great a time it is at WrestleMania. And what's, what's cool is, is meeting wrestling fans because they literally make pilgrimages to this. I mean, you will meet people from all over the world when you go to this. And I expect this year's it being in New York. To be a really international type event, when you have that sort of fever, historically, especially the past few years, that Monday Night Raw is a fever pitch. That Monday Night Raw, everyone who goes, almost everyone who goes to WrestleMania goes to that Raw, and they saw the WrestleMania high. It's for some people, it's the last stop in their pilgrimage, and that that crowd is usually pretty hot. Man, if you come out of a triple threat like that and Punk loses the belt and Punk is like pissing and moaning, opening up Raw and then like somewhere towards the end of Raw you hear the goddamn glass shatter, holy cow. And if he comes out and he cuts a promo and then CM Punk's music hits and they come down and they have their moment together, that crowd's going to go nuts. And I just, it would be perfect. And like, hey, next year... For the anniversary, for WrestleMania 30, wherever it happens to be, Stone Cold versus CM Punk. I mean, it's amazing, you know, and it'll shift the balance a little bit. Um, it'll give a, a different main event than John Cena, which will get other, you know, wrestling fans excited about it. And uh, that would be perfect. And I, I really like I mean, that's a good idea you had, Dave. I, slotting uh, Austin in as a special guest referee makes perfect sense uh setting it up for next year's WrestleMania. So who knows? This is us just spitballing again. This none of this could happen. Um but I think we're both in agreement that uh you know I don't want Austin's spotlight to be shared. If he's gonna come back for that one last match, uh he should he should get the spotlight. And let's go back out to the phones because uh let's see he's probably gonna hurt our head or, or make us think or uh who knows what he's gonna do. But we got Dank on the line. Uh, Dank, are you there?
7: Good evening gentlemen.
3: Good evening, and I just got to give you props, because you you, you made the call at, uh, let's see how how this goes, but you you brought up Ryback, and uh, lo and behold, Ryback is confronting CM Punk.
7: Um, That was, I have to say, I could sit here and gloat about it, but that was just pure luck. And, I mean, granted it felt good to see it, and now I missed this past Monday Night Raw, so I don't know exactly what's what I've missed so far, but it's, it's I don't know like I I feel like I can walk with my head held high a little bit more than normal. <laughs> I called it, you know, with the, I I'm going up against Ken and I'm going up against Dave and here comes little old Dank and he's like, well, what about Ryback? And then all of a sudden it's Ryback.
3: And my which which means deeper. either you hit the nail on the head in your prediction or, as we speculate, someone, someone in the deep reaches of the WWE offices is listening to this show.
0: Yeah, was, director, like, man, the custodian. <laughs> yeah, maybe.
7: I, 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 I want to bring up that point because if you think about it, this is not really the first time that we discuss something on your show and that a few maybe weeks or months later it happened to come up. If you recall a couple months ago or a month ago, we were talking about we were talking about resurrecting the tag team uh, uh, belt. We were talking about possibly putting two mismatched wrestlers together like the Rock and Sock connection. And lo and behold, we have Kane and Brian
3: It does make you wonder, doesn't it?
7: Now, right back. Now, when does coincidence stop being coincidence and start being a fact? You know what I mean? So it's one of those, uh, you know, it feels good because if somebody is listening and we have ideas that, you know, are being borrowed, if we want to put it that way, I mean, it, it does kind of give you, like, a lot of um, cred, both you know, both of you, and hopefully one day you'll be propelled up to, um, oh, what's the word, uh, I can't think of it right now, like where everybody knows you, like, celebrity status.
3: Could you imagine, like, just, like, think about, like, we're sitting here talking right now, let's just, like, somewhere out there in Stamford... You know, everyone's gone home for the weekend. It's a Sunday night, but in, in the offices, there's a Triple H sitting there, and he's pops up his his laptop and types in the KenRudyShow dot com and just sits there with his <laughs> sits there with his notepad. You know, it's, it's funny
7: because like, as you're saying this, I'm imagining the promo on Raw, to where you just hear the voices on the radio, and then the camera shifts over. From the computer, right into
3: Triple H's face, and the crowd goes wild. That'd be awesome. So, so trips, if you're if you're there, if you're listening, um, you know, we'll work for you. You know, we're we're looking for for a job, so uh, you know, we're That's available. True. Or give us a call because the number is 347-838-9815. Uh Got any questions on? Uh, creative direction that the WWE needs to go in. Just give us just, a just call. We'll, we'll point you in the right direction.
2: That's good because I need a chaperone
6: for my kids.
2: <laughs> no,
7: and uh, like, I caught like right when you guys were talking about Stone Cold, and trust me, I'm one of those fans that every time they announce there's a surprise guest, I wait to hear that glass break. And it's I will have my day in the sun Where I will just go nuts And my neighbors will probably call the cops Because they think I'm killing somebody But to me, Stone Cold is like More than The Rock More than, you know, Taker. It's, I I want him back It's it's like, he is the reason I started really following And then getting, you you know Following all the storylines and what not Stone Cold he will, will always be my number one wrestler. So, years worried. to the day, we hear that glass shatter and we see that bald ret come down that aisle.
3: I agree with you, and, and you know, like I mean, kudos to uh, whoever in uh, whether it, what Stone Cold himself or the the uh, musician that decided to uh, do that, because I mean that that glass shattering is just it's awesome. I mean, it, it's. It's brilliance. Just that that's, uh, you know, I mean, maybe you can you can say The Undertaker's dong, but I don't even think that really, I think Stone Cold, the, the glass shattering is just the best theme song ever. It's, it's, as soon as that it, glass shatters. It's pretty it's, much,
7: yeah, it's pretty much the only theme song where you don't need a setup. The lights don't change. The screen doesn't come up first. There's no pyrotechnics. just you hear the glass and
3: it's on. That's it. And That's a good point. I mean it's no like there's nothing else. It's just the uh it's just the music. Uh good point Dank. Dank, uh, pleasure as always. Thanks for the phone call.
7: Alright guys, talk to you guys tomorrow.
3: Talk to you soon. Bye. Tomorrow. Next week. Um you know Dank brought up like the uh the tag team division and how, uh, yeah, you know, we've obviously fixed the WWE again and uh, given them the idea to, you know, redo the uh, tag team division and then bring it up. And uh, so here we go, fixing the world of wrestling again. Um, This tournament, I kind of like the idea. Uh, Curious your thoughts, Dave, on this. One of the things I, I, I did think about the tournament, I mean, Right, Kofi and R-Truth are eliminated uh, They were the former tag champs uh, I don't know if you could call I mean they are a tag champs so I guess you could call them an established Tag team but when you look at this tournament The Usos Out Primo and Epico Out uh, And those are two teams that To me are genuine Tag teams uh, Everything else is manufactured Now I'm not saying I don't like the other tag teams Uh I should say that. And uh, Primetime Players, the other true tag team, uh, they're still in it. But two of the more established tag teams out. Um, You know, I like the Rhodes Scholars, and I think it's a good match for both of them. Um, And down the road, you know, when those two split up, uh, hopefully they do it right. It could be a good run being rivals. Um, I like how they function as a tag team, but they're manufactured. Um, it's weird because I'm just like, it's a good idea, it's good, the tag tournament, but you've eliminated established tag teams. Uh, Just curious, Dave, like how do you think, uh, you know, this this tournament is, is unfolding?
0: I don't know. I mean, I like that they're putting importance on the belt itself. I like more teams that have been together for a while, like Primo Epico, like the Usos. I thought maybe we would see, like, one of those teams actually win the tournament and, you know, get a rub by being in the ring with Daniel Bryan and Kane. Obviously, that's not going to happen. They're looking for more star power. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Ray and Sin Cara win it, um, or even Cody Rhodes and Damian Sandow, which I'm not a fan of the team itself. I mean, the name's pretty cool, but I like them both as singles wrestlers. We'll see as time goes on. Maybe they'll grow on me as a team, but I just think they're two totally different people, good characters in their own right. But as a team, I'm not thrilled with it. Um, You know, they had Zack Ryder and Santino the other night wrestle Justin Gabriel and Tyson Kidd. And Gabriel and Kidd have only tagged up a few times, but, you know, they they got matching outfits. They look like a couple of Power Rangers. Um, And I thought maybe it would be good for those guys to kind of have that, like, little guy underdog status. To move up in the tournament, you know, <laughs> I'm not really a big fan of this whole the way the tournament has played out now um, as to who, you know, who's left. It's uh, Ryder and Santino, Ray and Sinkar, Cody and Sandow are the primetime players. I care less who, fa- who faces uh, uh, Daniel, Bryan, and Kane cause I think Daniel, Bryan, and Kane will hold on to the belts for a while. Um, and that was my whole point. Like a few weeks ago when we talked about giving the belt to Bryan and Kane. I mean, I know it'd be entertaining, and to get over, but you got to find a way to get these younger guy, help get these younger guys over the, the the younger tag teams, you know, and establish them and and set them apart, you know. Like I think what would be good for them for the WWE is, um, I know they just added this new show um, main event, which is basically going to feature main event talent, but taking some of these tag teams and maybe putting them on that Saturday morning slam show or maybe putting them on superstars over on WWE.com um, or NXT um, and, and making those shows like strictly tag teams and building an audience for them. Because it seems like on Raw and SmackDown, they can't really find um, an audience for these smaller, younger tag teams. Um, I just think it's, it's now the tag division has become a manufactured division and not two real household tag teams that were, you know, started from scratch, so to speak.
3: Yeah, it's funny, because I just think that, you know, I don't know, I I find it interesting, and I'm not going to pretend to know how creative works, and I'm sure that they probably have, some guys are in charge of different things, but it's almost like, have they learned, like, with CM Punk, Like, you know, it it seemed like the title was changing. Every title was changing all the time, and no title meant anything. Um, you know, the consistency, what they've been able to do with CM Punk having the title for a long period of time, you know, trickle that down. If elected, I do not, I'm not a proponent of trickle-down economics. I'm talking about WWE. Just got to put that out there. Um but trickle like you know like when you the, the consistency in the belt works with the the WWE title it would work with all of them and i agree with you give one of these established tag teams a, a shot at it uh, i agree i think and again i disagree with you i like what they've done with uh road scholars and i think for the time being uh you know those 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 are two guys that really could get lost in the shuffle and at least they they have something now and they're both obnoxious and They could be good for the tag division. Uh, But I would like to see, like you're saying, one of the established tag teams, I would love to see the Usos win the belts and keep them for like six months, a year. You know, really bring, like, I think to, to make the tag team division mean something, you need to have a real tag team that holds the belts for a certain amount of time. And you know what? Have that real tag team beat Some of these star manufactured tag teams. Um, I I just don't know. I agree with you. I like the whole idea of the tournament. um, And I like giving the belts uh, a little bit of prestige. But I'm curious how far it can go. I like the Daniel bryan Kane thing. Uh, It's entertaining. But really and truly, I mean, let's all face facts. If in five months from now, those two still have the belts and they're still standing in the middle of the ring yelling i'm the tag team champions we're going to be sitting there thinking all right enough like it, it it's done enough with this so um this again is a a to me a short term uh very entertaining angle and again i'm not saying i'm not enjoying it but i think it's something you got to look to the future cuz i don't know how much longer they can keep this going uh but i i, I totally agree with you. i would like to see an established tag team win the belts and uh, keep it for a chunk of time, just to, to give the title uh, a bit of importance. So I, I'm kind of, I, I, I'm like I'm skating the fence on this one, which I guess is great for politics. I can, I'll, I'll like I like the tournament, but uh, not necessarily liking where it's going. I mean, personally, maybe it winds up being uh, the road scholars. Uh, I'm honestly hoping that it winds up leading into uh, the prime time players, and somehow they pull an upset because they are you know, an actual tag team.
0: It's interesting, you know, Ken, you know, you, you mentioned the Rhodes Scholars, and like I said, I'm not a, a, a fan of putting them together. You know, I felt this way four years ago when they put James Storm and Bobby Roode together. They were starting to have somewhat of a mid-card to almost upper-card successful singles runs on their own, and then they just randomly put the two of them together for no reason, and they became beer money. And then they grew on me. And when they split just last year, I was like, "Oh no, they're breaking up." Beer money. These guys are great. I love them as a team. So maybe, maybe you know, I like Sandow and 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 Cody Rhodes separately. Maybe they'll work together and then they'll they'll find you know a, a good you know mesh and they'll, they'll mesh well together. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Maybe they'll grow on me. But I, I'm in agreement with you. But I'm not sure where this where this whole thing is going. Or, you know, but I, I have a feeling it's going to be. Some so Whoever wins the tournament is winning the titles And Daniel Bryan and Kane Will finally split up Because I think the whole anger management thing Has gotten pretty old with them
3: Yeah, there's only so long You do you know do this this thing With them um, Who knows, I'm curious to see where, where it's going to go At least we're getting some decent tag team wrestling um, You know, we're running low on time Maybe we'll talk about this next week But I'm curious And I'm going to throw it out there, maybe we will talk about this next week But with the, uh, you know, R-Truth and Kofi And they lose in the, the tournament And uh, who knows where they're going as a tag team I personally would love to see A Kofi Kingston heel turn I don't know where Like how they'd have to change his character A lot you have to stop pandering to the crowd With the boom booms and everything But I kind of want to see What he'd do with it Split those two up Have a mid-card rivalry for a little bit With the two of them And let's see what Kofi can do as, as a heel um, Just throwing it out there Putting it out there into the universe You know and if Kofi turns heel this week Paul's definitely out there In Stanford listening But uh, I, I, That I'd like to see I just, I'm curious to see what he could do uh, If he's given the ball with, with something like that And uh, did a heel turn And maybe we'll wind up talking about that next week But for now You know what it's time for The, the Ken Reading
0: Show, Nod of Approval.
3: It has come to that point in, in our show where we do the nod of approval. We talk about something in the world of wrestling that we just sat back and nodded to ourselves and we said, yeah, that worked. It could be anything. And we're going to go out to our Facebook page because we put it out there Facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show, because we want to hear from you and who gets your nod of approval. And John Kelleher wrote Tommy Dreamer for a fantastic show last night, the Mid-Hudson Civic Center House of Hardcore. And Michelle DeGee wrote My Boys, Kendrick and London. Uh, so we get two nods uh, based on the House of Hardcore show last night. And Dave, who gets your nod this week?
0: I'm going to go with the uh, the segment with uh, – there wasn't much this week. I think I even said it on the Facebook chat, now Monday night. But um, the segment with uh, CM Punk and Jim Ross, um, I was afraid that when they announced Jim Ross' appreciation on television, it was going to be some way to embarrass him. And throughout the whole segment, I mean, Punk threw great heat on him. You know, he was in Oklahoma City, so – of course, everyone's gonna hate Punk because they're you know he's ragging on you know the hometown boy and Jr. Jr. You know Jr. Fired back pretty good, and I thought it was just gonna be some big sh- you know shit on Jr. Fest like they've done in the past on TV when they've made him kiss everybody's ass and they fired him a bunch of times and just embarrassed him overall. Um, but then when Ryback came out and he got that big pop and he was there to defend Jr. It was pretty cool, and then just. The electricity in the building, you could watch it. When he was just standing there in the middle of the ring staring at Punk, and he was like, almost like egging him on to like, come on, take a shot. Let's do this. And the whole audience is feed me more. It, you just felt something different was going on. Like you were seeing something, almost it was almost like you are seeing something special. And especially with the fact that Ryback is, you know, moving up it looks like with the interactions with CM Punk um so yeah that gets my nod of approval this week
3: hey yeah, it was it was awesome i mean it was it was something that
0: uh it's great nod by the way
3: uh you felt like you you were seeing something special um and you don't get that all the time on you don't get it often on a raw on a weekly basis or any wrestling show um it was definitely a good moment, and and to, to piggyback what you said, the one thing I like about what they're doing with CM Punk, look, he's really popular, and it's tough when you you turn a popular wrestler heel, and uh, you know it's tougher now uh, than it was years ago. I mean now you know everyone knows it's scripted, so it's it's difficult to turn a guy heel. I as much as you know we bash uh, creative, I mean let's let's give credit where credits due. The slow build. The slow, hey, you know, Punk seems a little nastier this week. Hey, he's a little more pointed this week. Hey, look, he kind of was a dick this week. Oh, look, he's with Heyman. Um, It 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 was just like the slow kind of, you know, trying it. And he seemed like each week, you know, he still gets cheered, and there's always going to be people that are going to love Punk, but a little more with the booze, a little more with the booze, And then the part, I mean you know if he wasn't full-fledged heel yet uh this past monday was definitely like that kind of put it over the edge like let's let's rip on uh jr and i thought punk was awesome with the way he he ripped on him and you know it's like leave my ring you know and and you're not allowed to commentate no i i thought it was just great and it it definitely uh garnered a, a ton of booze and uh you know, he's definitely full-fledged, totally, you know, number one heel in, in the company. And they, it was just a great segment. It was good on everyone's part, and it was good. Again, I think we both think that Ryback is more of a short-term kind of solution for what's going on in wrestling. But uh, short-term, uh, CM Punk and JR uh, put Ryback in a tremendous spot. um, You know, and he got a huge pop, and it was just a... Uh, It was a cool moment. It definitely was a cool moment. My nod, um, I'm going with the fans, actually. Uh, You know, when I look at the nod of approval on our Facebook page, uh, look, there were some logistical glitches early on, and you know what? I'm just going to keep it positive today. We're not going to talk about some of the stuff that went on at uh, HOH uh, before the show, uh, but the show itself, wow, great stuff, great stuff. HOH gets my nod of approval specifically the performers um very impressed with a guy by the name of anthony nice i've heard of him i've never seen him wrestle before this guy does some serious business in the ring uh wow very impressed with what he brought to the table and tony talked about it earlier uh loved everything he brought i mean i would totally go see this guy you know one of the few guys i mean i i we've gone to indie shows i love seeing indie shows you know i I'll go see a BWO show. Because They put on a good show. Uh, you know, I'll go to in, other indie promotions. I'll definitely go back to a Wrestle Jam. They put on a good show, and it's it's a show. Um, it's not necessarily one guy that that will sell it. Uh, you know, especially on the indie scene. Uh, Anthony Nice is one of those first guys. Like I'll I'll go see something if I if I know he's on the card, just to see his match, just to see what he'll do next. Because I was so impressed with what I saw from him, and. Uh, London and Kendrick versus the Young Bucks, uh, you're not going to see a better tag match, uh, period. And we were just talking about tag team wrestling, and, uh, you know, it's interesting. I mean, I, I think about the, those two tag teams, and I think about the tag division right now, and, uh, you know, WWE, you couldn't have, like, the Usos, Kofi and R-Truth, Primo and Epico, London and Kendrick, and the Young Bucks uh, being, uh, you know, spearheading your, your tag division, Uh those matches would be phenomenal. Uh, and even if you throw in some triple threat and fatal four-way kind of matches uh, surrounding the title, uh, it'd be tremendous. But uh, I digress. Uh, back to HOH. The match uh, London and Kendrick and the Young Bucks put on uh, last night was just absolutely phenomenal. And uh, it just, you know, it. it's tough. And, and the indie scene is tough. And, and, you know, Tottenham was able to put together a, a real good cast uh, that, that you know, drew a lot of people, but uh, you know you don't have that feeling, you know. We've gone to WrestleMania, Dave and I have both been to WrestleMania, and uh when you're at WrestleMania, you know you're at a happening. Uh just everything, you know, you feel it. Um through no fault of their own, but you know, it's tough with, with the indie scene uh to feel like you're out you're at a happening. Uh last night I felt like I was at a happening. I felt like I was at A big event Uh I was I was very happy To be there Um 2,000 fans That really Really got into it Uh The crowd went Absolutely nuts When Sandman Came out Uh The The I would say The the show Was booked perfectly Uh Great performers Uh And and all You know Everyone should You know Hold their heads up high And be really proud of, Of what they did Uh Great matches Uh Sammy Callahan Another guy Uh Tremendous performer, although the, he spits a lot. Every time he gets hit, he spits. There was spittle everywhere. Um, so maybe cut the spittle, but other than that, Sammy Callahan against Rhino. That was a very hard-hitting, uh, violent match. Uh, so everyone, top to bottom, I think it was it was a happening uh, last night at the Mid Hudson Civic Center, and I, I'm looking forward to Hoh too. So uh, the performers of Hoh get my nod of approval. The Ken, Ken reading show nod. And there you have it those who uh, played along on Facebook thanks a lot each and every week we will post it up there so uh let's know who gets your nod uh Wow, great show again. We hit the Indies. We hit the Majors. Uh, thank you guys for uh, calling in. You know, next week, uh, it is Bound for Glory. And I know sometimes, I, I apologize, sometimes with everything going on, uh, you know, maybe we need to pick another day during the week to do another show. We have so much to talk about. That's uh, a good idea. But, uh, we, you know, I, I, we don't and And I But uh, next week, we'll be we Bound for Glory. So we will definitely be going TNA heavy uh, next week, looking into Bound for Glory. What's going on with aces and eights? Uh, Bully Ray and Sting, do you believe it? Or is Bully Ray just pulling the wool over Hogan and Sting's eyes? Who's the leader? Could it be Bishop, or is it something, someone else? Could it be a swerve? What will happen on Bound for Glory next week? What will we see on impact to put over Bound for Glory? We don't know, so we will discuss that Hot and heavy next week uh, on the Ken Riddy Show. Dave, great show this week.
0: Thank you very much. You do too bad yourself. Why,
3: thank you. And as, as we go forward, more information on our presidential run going forward. We're taking this country over. As we said before, this is not just a show. It's a movement. Thank you, everyone, for your support. Take care. We'll talk to you next week.